Hey guys, welcome to Significance Breed Success. My name is Daniel Pewter and I have an amazing human who has spent some time here in our school yesterday. You'll get to watch a vlog about it. But Kevin Child is a school board member in Clark County School District in Nevada. And to be able to see him at a school in Nevada and also be able to see him out here in South Florida at the MLMPI Preparatory Academy, he brings a way of helping the kids understand and see who they really are and how they can become the best version of themselves. And so thanks for coming on today, bro. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I, I, I got an enlightening uh, uh, view yesterday about your kids and versus our kids. They're about the same. I think they're the exact same. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> we all think that in a different state, they're going to be different, but they're all kids. They're all human beings. Yeah. And meeting your staff and working with your staff and learning stuff, how you teach is an amazing stuff that you do at your schools, which I was really, that's why I came out here is because we want to implement newer stuff in the schools to help our kids achieve more. Yeah, Poverty doesn't have to be a barrier. Anything doesn't have to be a barrier when it comes to any school mm -hmm. in, 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 in our nation. And that's the problem is that it's the proper leadership that makes that school. And you have a great leadership team at your school. I, I, I agree. And it takes good leaders to be able to see what each other does, you know, in different areas, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you guys, you guys have said, had some awesome stats over the last four years of you being in the school board. What were you before you started for graduation rates? And what are you guys now? We were at 64% graduation rate when I first got on the school district. Right now, when I leave the school district this year, we're at 85.22. We are the fifth largest school district in America. We, are, <clears throat> we have uh, the lowest funding in the United States. We only get $8,715 per student funding. Uh, $8,000? $8,715. From our state, we only get $5,715. Okay. And these are things that you don't need a lot of money. All you need is great leadership. Mm -hmm. Our teachers are, are rated where we are 28th ranked in teacher pay in the United States, which is not bad. The starting salary is at a $40,000 salary when you start out as a, as a teacher. But if you come from another state... And say you're getting paid sixty, seventy thousand. We pay that we match your salary. So again, when we go back to money, money makes a difference in some of these schools, but they don't. It's all about leadership. And again, we go back to I think leadership is key in making uh, like what you're doing is working with leaders to make them better, to be better leaders. Mm -hmm. Because it, you can't lead anybody if you're not a great leader yourself, or you don't lead yourself. And these are the things that we've learned from you and uh, throughout my, my walk of life is making sure that self-leadership is key in ch challenging myself. If I'm going to challenge myself, I'm going to challenge everybody around me. Yeah. Because if I'm not challenging myself each and every day to be the better person, how am I going to expect everybody else around me to, to, to be and rise to that level? I think at one point you are talking about being stagnant or not moving versus movement. What's your thought on that? Because I find a lot of leaders that I see that are really impactful and inspiring, a lot of the time they, um, they, uh, they grow. They have a growth mindset. They want to grow. They want to learn. They want to become you know, the best version of themselves every day. Well, let's face it. Most of everybody that we meet along our way, they love to have change. They love to have change, but they want other people to change. And this is the thing that we Can see. Can you say that one more time? So... All of us want love people. All of us love change, but mm -hmm. 
but they want, we love somebody else to change. We don't want to change ourselves. And these are the things that I've looked at in my growth and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll be 58. And I know that I want to be different every day. I want to achieve something bigger, greater, different every day. And this is why I, I love education now. Before I, I was terrible at education, but it's not, it's not, it's how they taught me. It was their fault. Of course it was. Because you wanted them to change. Yeah, and here's the deal that I did not, they didn't understand how to teach this dyslexic person. Yeah. Now we have different ways to help our kiddos out. And no child, no matter what religion, what, uh, where they're at in their life, we can teach them mm-hmm. whatever they need to be taught. It's just that asking questions. There's a guy that wrote a book, you know, and his name is John Maxwell. Good leaders ask great questions. Really great guy about self-leadership. Because mm-hmm. again, self-leadership depends on all leadership. But if you don't know where you're going from point A to point C, and that's what I always say, point A to C. Point B is there's obstacles. C is your clarity. And when your goal from point A to point C is your clarity of where you want to take people or what you want to do in your life. And if you're not writing your goals down, as we know, you know, is that we're not going to be where we're at. And that's what I worked with your kids yesterday on when I told them to write things down and then have to put it on their wall. Because we have a lot more in common than we think we don't. Our kids think they're so different with each other. And as you've seen in your classroom yesterday, I showed these kids that they had, they wanted the same thing. As if you remember when I had them close their eyes and I asked them the questions and to get in the relationship for them to close them is a big thing, is trust. And when you're working with inner city kids, you have to gain their trust. If they don't like you, trust you, they're not going to want to work with you. Or they're not going to want to learn from you. It's just like business. Just like anybody, if they don't like you, trust you, they're not going to, what, buy from you? So it's up to us. It's in, in real estate, it's uh, location, location, location. In education, it's relationship, relationship, relationship. And these are the things that I find out to be, we have some of the great teachers. Oh, they are teachers. And I thank God for teachers because they want to be there. But there's some teachers that should even be in a classroom. They just do it for the paycheck. Most of them do it because they love their kids. I know I'll probably get many emails or somebody will blast me, but again, it's facts. If you're not solid at what you're saying and you back it up, we can back it up because we can see some of our classrooms where it's not working well. And if you, and that principal's not willing to change it faster, we're in trouble. Then the, then the wheels fall off the track and then guess what? Then we're going to have... But our kids depend on us to have great, uh, we depend on our teachers to have a better community. Because if we, if we educate our kids, we'll have a better community. I see so many kids look up to superheroes these days. And the two biggest kind of categories of superheroes that I look at is number one, our, our teachers and educators. Yeah. Because they're the ones that really define who we are and build us. And the second one is law enforcement. They protect us. Obviously, military too, but our kids don't necessarily see that every day, day in, day out. But I look at those three categories of educators, military, and law enforcement, and how much they people don't give them the recognition. They give more of the military because I think we've really built that into our society in the U.S. But they don't understand if we didn't have law enforcement or if we didn't have teachers, what would happen to our country? Well, the thing is, rely on the parent. And this is a problem we're having now is educating our parents. And remember, and I made this quote, poverty is one of probably the worst things for our kids in, in schools. But our government allows them to be in poverty. 
lot of people are afraid to talk about that because Martin Luther King did not die over civil rights. He died over the right to have welfare. Martin Luther King said it very eloquently, he said, if you go down this pathway of welfare, you will destroy the fabric of the family. Well, guess what? If you look at it right now in, in your inner cities and, and what, what welfare has done to our society, I have a saying that a welfare check wasn't designed to be a paycheck to raise a child. It's become the social norm in our society. And guess what? It, I call it social slavery. And if we don't wake up to that, we're hurting. Our parents are hurting our kids. Because if you can't feed yourself, why are you bringing another mouth in this school? Why are you bringing another human being in, the, in this? It, why are you bringing another human being in this world? Are we really educating kids? Are we doing a disservice to if we're not educating the parents? Because like I said yesterday, what did I go over at the kids? And I had them write on the thing. I said, an education will get you a career that will make you money to buy a car, then a home, and then the kids wanted to say a wife or a, or, or a husband, and then a, a child. And these are the things we need to be teaching social-emotional learning in our schools is because those are the steps... Civil, the new civil rights is education. We need to start educating our kids better. And all the one, two, threes, ABCs, we're, and all this other stuff, we need to teach real life education in our districts. Because they come from, remember, we, in, in, my, in, in Las Vegas, we only get them six hours and 11 minutes. That's all we get them. And guess what? There's a lot that goes on in that kid after he leaves that, our schools when he goes back home or she goes back home. The 17 hours and 49 minutes. Yeah. So but here, here in, in Florida, you get what? You, you get eight hours, seven hours, 20 minutes, something like that. Yeah. We get them five in our school. So, again, I'm like, if the parents have to work eight hours, why are you only having your kids in there less than seven hours in our schools? So, like ours, our kids are go from eight to one. Then they go to the after-school programs, which are great because now it's all arts and hands-on right. and everything else from 1.30 to 6 or up to 8 p.m. So we can literally support parents, and I think the system's not set up like this. No, it's not. What happens when a parent has to work 10 hours, 12 hours, two jobs that are eight hours each? You know, with us, the parent can drop the kid off at 7 a.m., and then they can leave till literally 7 p.m. They can go for 12 hours if they need to, but we're really adding a ton of value in these kids' lives. And which are, we need our after-school programs, but if we, guess what? Again, mom, there's single moms, single dads, whatever they're, but again, welfare is hurting our kids through our society. But none of our politicians wanted to say that. They're just saying, but if, if you look at it based on results, sometimes often harsh, but always fair, these are facts. I don't want these kids to hurt. I don't think you want these kids to hurt. I don't think most of us are listening in this blog wants our kids to hurt, but we've got to start standing up on what's going on and says, hey, no more, man. you got to put your, you, you put your finger in the dike and there's more holes popping through. You're getting kids that, like I said, we have, I have 15 homeless youth at the Clark 15,000. 15,000 homeless youth. Yeah. All right? 15,000 homeless youth. There's a problem. Out of the 320,000 students I have in the Clark County School I don't know what it is in Miami-Dade or in uh, LA Unified. I heard it's 30,000 or something 30, like that. 30,000? 30, yeah. To me, that's sad. But then what are the politicians, the, these elected officials, doing about it? They're not. But that, yet you're seeing the stuff that they want to do, and you're not going to address this issue. 
homeless, I call it home challenge. I don't call it homeless because it's a challenge. Yeah. And we need to address those challenges. But remember, most of us work and we don't. My passion is to get these kids off the street, get them educated like you are, seeing a different way, showing that they can be the superhero they want to be, <coughs> be the person, the millionaire they want to be, or being the entrepreneur, or even, you know, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Because we all have dreams. And remember, and the, the broken promises that these kids hear over and over and over again, it, it scars them. So yesterday, uh, Kevin was with us on a Friday, the day before we let out for Christmas. And what was interesting is we went and we picked up food for all our staff, our kids, and we had a great time. And one of the kids said, I want a Big Mac. And one of the other kids grabbed the Big Mac before yeah, he yeah, got yeah, it. Uh, and the kid comes in, and I won't say any names, but the kid comes in, and he goes, where's, where's the Big Mac? And I'm like, oh, wow, somebody else grabbed it. Kevin goes, I'll go get you one. <laughs> yeah. And literally, you drove 30-minute round trip to be able to go get a Big Mac for a kid based upon that there wouldn't be a broken promise for him. Correct. And, I, and that's one thing I always look at is if you're going to promise something, deliver it. And it's too many broken promises in that child's life or in many child, no matter if you're rich, poor, medium class, too many broken promises. Who are you promising? What are you promising? And are you delivering it? That made me, when I learned through my life, it didn't take till when I started doing self-help work, I would say, is to say, my promises matter. And when we promise those kids, those, those are scars on their life. That's, that could be a determining factor, a jail, or actually, you know, being somebody different in their life. Yeah. Because, and that's one of the things that we do with, with our kids is that we got to say, if we're going to say something, do something. And I, and I, that's what I commend our teachers. Our teachers out there, they're working with a lot of less stuff. But if you're going to pay a CEO $120,000, and here's our problem is pay the teachers what they're worth. If you don't value a teacher, you don't value my students or yeah. our students. So these are the things that I tell people. Most of these legislators, they're all afraid, but, and they need to do something in every state. But again, what hurts a lot of the, the education is, I'm going to say that I'll probably get blowback. A lot of these unions are not for the education. That's why I have always said the state should take over and they're held accountable. But as a school board member, I got they, the, the unions would yell and scream and kicking. But it, I only have so much money. They knew that. But yet they wanted to say, oh, they want to show their muscles. and, and But... Show their muscles doesn't mean dang thing if I don't have any money to give the teachers money. But if I have but if the legislators who give us the money have those people on their payroll, guess they're held more accountable. It's called accountability. So Miami Dade Teacher Union worked with uh, Superintendent Carvalho, and I just heard I didn't have, hear I heard a number, but I don't remember. They just got a raise, I believe. They got one of the highest raises in all of Florida at any point. Yeah. And what Carla Mass is done, the president of United Teachers Day, the Teachers Union, is she said, you know what? We need to stop fighting and start working together. Yeah. Because her predecessor, Fed Ingram, is the president of Florida Education Association, who used mm -hmm. to be the president of UTD. And to work together, to have the same like-minded mindset and belief system on let's create real results, and now let's just not fight and create, you know, back and forth. They get that here in Miami and in South Florida. They finally did, and that's what we did in, in, in Las Vegas now, in Clark County School District. We brought in a new superintendent. Matter of fact, his name is Jesus, Dr. Dr. Jesus Jara, and he's from Orange County. 
and I've always said this before, I'm like, I'm tired of fighting these unions. They need to work with us. If they're going to, we go hand in hand up to legislators, don't beat me up on the dais. Don't beat me up in, in, in the public because I don't have any money. I fought for a lot of the, the, the audits and stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to be accountable. And that's another thing that we always say, accountability. The whole thing of transparency is so overused. Oh, my gosh. But I want to be accountable for the text I vote. And I believe in public education. Do I believe in private education? Absolutely. I believe in all realms. It's, it's for the kids. It's different worlds. Yeah. If one works, doesn't work, this works, that, that way you have different roads because all, lead, all roads lead to success, mm -hmm. hopefully. But one takes longer, one takes shorter, or, or vice versa. But again, you have to have that choice. I believe in choice. But if I'm going to be the public, I'm going to give you choice. And this is what we do in Clark County. We give school choice. I have We have 43 magnet schools. Three, four of them are the top of the nation. Hmm. Top of the nation. But should we have more of them? Oh, absolutely. I have our 375 schools. Mm -hmm. We should have more. And these are things in, in other areas, that, in, in other parts of the country, we should have more of those magnet schools. Because getting them work ready... I'm tired of hearing college ready. Yeah. No college ready. We already know the kids that are going to go to college. We already know who's going to go. If, but if you give them work ready, it's almost giving them college ready because there's, they're going to be, their standards are going to be high anyways. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to, okay, I want to, you know, because every child should have that key to turn that door open to go to college. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Whoever you are, whatever economically, I want to make sure. But again, we need work-ready people. And most of our kids are not work-ready. They're not. I agree with you. And this is the sad thing about it is I can, I can pass a kid. I can get graduation rates up. But all it is is giving that kid a D and then pushing it forward. And we, we've got to stop that because we're, 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 we're creating a bad society. But there's not a system to set up. Like That's why we launched our private school. Is because I was looking at what was or what is today in the in the other school systems, and I'm like, okay, this isn't working for a group of our kids mm -hmm. that have one um, single mother at home that that she works two or three full time jobs. That my mother was a public school teacher and she was able to stay home. I had a stay at home mother mm -hmm. because we lived in a middle class family, middle upper class. I mean, not super upper class. We had enough. And she was able to stay home and coach us after school and clean the house during the day. We didn't have a maid or anything yeah. like that, right? But she was and that's able, the majority of people in, in America, right? I think most of, at least what I'm seeing now is most of the mothers are starting to work something. I mean, my mother used to teach a little bit, but, you know, but she was able to tutor us after school mm -hmm. two, three hours, you know, help us with homework. Like, some, some parents can't do that. If I didn't have that, I would have been screwed. And these are the things that we need parent support. And that's Huge. another thing that we do at Clark County School District is have parent support. We have uh, family family services that work with our parents. So if you don't if you don't have if you don't have, there's so many things out there in our society. And what's sad about it is they work in silos. Yeah. And we need to stop working the silos. Everybody's out, always working for that government money or that government grant. And again, they have a great program. Some do and some don't. And that's that's that support for the family. And these kids don't have to fall through the cracks. And all it is is just asking. You know, like we had that, the, the family yesterday, the mom uh, from Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And she, she knows, understands English, but she's afraid to speak English. Mm -hmm. But her son takes the burden of doing what? Being the translator. 
he's getting to be a young man. He's upset. He doesn't want to do this the rest of his life. So, and I made the suggestion, like I said yesterday, I said, there's, I asked her if she's willing to learn English. Mm-hmm. We will help her. Well, there's, we looked it up. There's many, many places that will help her for F-R-E-E, free, morning, afternoon, and night. Yeah. So she, whatever her schedule is, that she gets, but again, they always worried about being embarrassed and talking our language mm-hmm. or where they're at, even if it, but what's unique about it, if we get the mom to talk, you know, with us, mm-hmm. we can help us. Mm-hmm. It helps the child out because there's less burden on that child. Yeah. And he's, and he can focus on, or she can focus on their schoolwork and not be an interpreter. Yeah. And this is what's happening. We're not watching this. And it, and people are afraid to say it because they have to be PC. No, I care about all children. Well, I love when people come over from other countries too. People are, you know, Republicans, Democrats, they all talk about like, you know, everybody coming from other countries. And I'm like, here's the deal. We all came from other countries. Like, that's why we're here. Yeah. I'm even, Irish. <laughs> even the Native Americans, like they weren't just made here. You know, they came here somewhere from something that, you know. So it's interesting to be able to see how we... As a culture, um, a lot of time just frame things in categories, and I believe in immigration. I think it's huge. I personally think if it's done right, then we take care of each other. We build each other. The Hispanic or, I think, South American culture that I've been introduced to from my friends that are that are born down there, they don't put their parents in old folks' homes. No, it's all about fa- family. As they say, familia numero uno. And this is yeah. what we are, most of us... And again, America has changed that whole attitude because of some of the politics they play is they want to hook these people on government dimes. Yeah. And it's not the way to go. It's, to me, that's human slavery. We have to give that's social. That's social slavery. We have to give they don't want to hear, but here's the deal. They have, no, they, they have no way out, they think. But if we can empower that neighborhood in education, mm-hmm. they don't need that because we can get them to be entrepreneurs. Just like you were here helping that lady... The, the little girl, show her how she can make money on the internet. So yesterday, we launched our Poshmark yeah. you know, account. And we have three girls in our school. Mm-hmm. We went shopping at Goodwill. We lit, My business partner, Brittany Lozano, she has a Poshmark account. Mm-hmm. And she sells a couple thousand dollars worth of clothes every month, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why couldn't I get some of my girls in my school to do this? So I, they love fashion. So I'm like, hey, here's the deal. I'll put the money up for it. We do a split. My split, I'll keep putting back in clothes. You, yours, you know, you can use it on education or travel or whatever you want. Like at the end of the day, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And so I'll see which one starts saving and which one start putting away, yeah. right? And I'll help them guide them. And so we launched it and we had our first sale yesterday. Oh, wow. And it was great because I'm looking at, they're taking picture, how they're taking pictures. So I'm coaching her on, let's put a white backdrop down. And I, and I, instead of just like, you know, how to fold the clothes to make it look good. Yeah. And I'm like, let's look at other people, what they do and how to look right. And so it's interesting how that, she can start learning how to do this, and she's in she's in ninth grade. Yeah. So she gets four years of owning her own company with me. If she wants to do something after, and I see that work ethic, I'll invest in something bigger. Why wouldn't I? Well, because, yeah, well, because you all got to make that. That's what a part of America is all about: is free enterprise. Yeah. A capitalist system. But what happens is, some I'm not going to say I'm not going to blame a party, but again, you got to look at it. It's not socialism doesn't work. That's why most of these people came from other country to live here. To create bigger wealth, yeah, and it's not going to happen. And most of these, the other, the, the parties that to be don't understand that. I don't because they want power. They don't want 
let people, you know, to succeed. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm going to say, based on results, sometimes often harsh, but always fair. You hear me. I always say results. Mm-hmm. You show me results. That's what your, your results are. Yeah. And, and you can't hide from results. No. Those are fair. Fair based on fairness. This is a result. And you're showing results at your school and you're showing what you're doing with those kids, which is really great. Well, it's like what you guys did. I mean, you went from 49th to 38th, right? Correct. School district in the country. And at the end of the day, that's massive results in four years. Like, Correct. Nobody, somebody else got bumped down, right? And so, so it's not just that, but it's the readiness for life. It's the readiness to be a good human. And, you know, working with you guys and building something, you know, if we're able to do that in 2019, 2020, to be able to create higher emotional intelligence, not only in your kids... People don't understand that it's not just kids. It's actually the adults that need that high because you're saying the leadership correct first starts with the superintendent, the school board superintendent, then the principals, and then the student, teachers, and then the students. It's like anything. It's like to win a football game, you have to have a playbook. Yeah. Well, if you want to win an education, you have to have a playbook. Yeah. And you have to have the right people in the right position to, to, to be the winner. And that's what it's going to take in, in, in schools is to having the right coach, the right players, in the right positions. To, to have to have success in yeah. public schools, private schools, charter schools. But again, I'm all about school choice. But do I want public schools to, su- to succeed? Absolutely. You know why? Because again, those kids are living in our community. If they're not successful, we're not successful. Mm-hmm. That means we see a lot of homelessness out there. We see a lot of crime out there. We see a lot of stuff that goes on. If we can educate our kids better, we'll see less crime, less home challenged kids out there, less poverty, and that's where we need to be, and that's where people like you and I see something different, and we want something different for our kids because we actually care. I don't care what happens to that kid. I don't know what happens to that kid when that, that bell rings, when that child goes home, him or her, and believe me, I know a lot of stuff goes on because I've heard it, I've seen it, and I'm not happy with it, but again, it's teaching that social-emotional learning in our schools, real-life education that will prevent a lot of that stuff from going on. Because once you educate that kid that this is not right, this is right. And some of what I look at, and I'm a bounce to higher ed, it's it's terrible now. Well, and that, we need to address that. Higher ed is, to me, I, I see it that you should have to, yeah. We had a course in higher ed. Twenty. If you go to a college where 20, like at this one university we're working with, less than 2% of their alumni donate back. More than 40% don't graduate. If you don't look at the stats of the university, then if you don't look at the alumni base, so I think there's two sides. Like, mm-hmm. what's a dropout? Because you got to think, why is everybody dropping out? Mm-hmm. There's 25% dropping out. There's a disconnect somewhere with the university and the student or with the students in the university, vice versa. Then the higher ed dictates a lot of P12, right? Correct. And at the end of the day, they haven't shifted at all. They they put entrepreneurship in university. Now, I think that's great that they're adding new things in there. But tell me how you're going to become an entrepreneur in a book. Reading yeah. a book. Well, it was like when I was reading the book, do the, do the questions at the end, what does that show me? I can read a book, I do questions at. If you don't show me what I'm doing... And I can't have hands-on, it's not going to do. And this is what I would we'll go back to. If I did a college of entrepreneurship, what I would do is, and we will eventually, five years. At 20, 2025, we'll, we'll launch our college. Yeah. But to be able to look at it, I'm going to give each student 500 bucks. Yeah. 
Put a business plan together. We're going to do 500 bucks. That's level one. Then they're going to make five, 10 grand out of it. Okay, cool. Now we'll put five that five, 10 grand because you have to pay your investors back. Then they'll do another business. Like building and this that's financial literacy. And that's what we need to start teaching in all our bit and go back there and interrupt yeah. you. But we need to start teaching financial literacy in our elementary schools, in the middle schools, as well as high school, because those are the, those are real life educational skills is having financial literacy. We're one of the worst in the state. We're in the top 10 in Nevada of having financial literacy. We're horrible in the whole country. I don't know what, yeah. And this is what, and we live here in a free enterprise system. Well, they don't, oh my gosh, they don't want us to know about that. They only want so many people to succeed. Well, if I'm seniors, everybody can succeed. It's just that the ego is getting away. Yeah. Which is really sad. And my second business, I'm also a real estate agent. I'm a broker salesperson. I was a kid that barely made it out of high school. And I'm selling, you know, million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. My, my, my teachers are probably went, man, I used, all the kids used to call him dumb, stupid, retarded. Well, guess what? Not. It's how you taught me. It's what I learned from some people along the way, mentors, which we need more mentors in our school system. Yep. Like you, like me, that we care about our kids. Yep. But until we change the way we look at education... We're never going to get the results. But it's pioneers that, that want to form that new road. Mm-hmm. Like you and I want to do something different for our kids. Because when I went into the most impoverished area in Miami, and I and I shake my head, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And you walk into our school, which is the most challenged neighborhood in all of Miami, more in violence than anywhere else. Yeah. It's insane. But these kids are showing up with smiles on their faces. They're not all showing up on time, but it's close. We're working on it on some of them. But some of them are sleeping on the floor. Some of them are washing their clothes in the bathtub. Some of them we are... don't know what they're going through, and that's the problem. Is that we that's that whole thing is teachers don't please don't expect that any any child may be rich, medium class, or poor. Those all kids have challenges when they leave our, our schools. Mm-hmm. It's what after the bell and when they come in because I know that teacher the night before didn't have a great day, and maybe that teacher brought it in with her that day. Yeah. Just like we're all human beings, we have to understand that. It's just like I showed the kids that we have so much in common that we think we don't. It's like when I had, again, I had them close their eyes and I said, now, when they trusted me, I said, close your eyes and what did I ask? I said, who in here wants to be loved? And out of the out of the 16 kids in the room, guess how many kids raised their hand? All of them. Yeah, they did. And I asked the teacher to do the same thing. So I had my hand. And I said, now open up your eyes and look around. Don't laugh. Don't giggle. Just look around. And I looked at the kids. I said, it's amazing. All you have your hands up. Yeah, you want to fight each other. want to belittle each other. want to, you know, it's all right to kid each other. But here's the deal. You all want it to be loved. That's one biggest thing you have in common that people don't understand. It's that human being. This is, this could be the worst device and it could be the best device. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is how you use the device. And, and people most want to blame. Same thing with this. Yeah, it's why people want to blame certain things. Yeah. Here's the deal. This is only hurts when you pick it up and you push the buttons. Most people go, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, facts. Show me something different. Mm-hmm. This, kills, this kills more kids than a gun does. But do they talk about this killing anybody? No. They don't. But they want to focus on what? Something more um, that doesn't. Yeah, the, the guns kill, absolutely. But the gun only kills it when you pick it up. Yeah. 
and you use it. I like that you said that a couple days ago because more kids are committing suicide than any, you know, you know, in the last five, ten years per year than any time before. Way more than gun violence. That's why. That's why I started this, the youth suicide prevention committee at the school district because I don't want our kids to do that. It's not fair. But we know again after they leave that school, they're going through some harsh stuff. Yeah. You know, no matter what, it doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. And it's not a disease. Suicide is not a disease. It's an emotion. And these are the things that we need to tell these kids. It's all right, you're going to cry. It's all right, you, but here's the deal. You're going to live and we can help you out. And all you have to do is remember what I said to the kids yesterday where I have them on top of the paper. Asking for help is a sign of strength. strength. And these are the things we need to show these kids that it's just going to last for a little time until you say something. It's like they're all some, see something, say something. And we show these kids that they can be good friends. Trust is the biggest factor of those kids of hurting. They don't trust people. They don't trust their mom and dad. Because they've been burned. Yeah. It's the old see when we go back to broken promises. Yeah. You know, if you're going to make a promise to a kid, you know, back it up. Take care of it. You know, because that's, your, you know, that's that could be a life or death situation. And it's serious stuff. That's why, again, I know that you're in it. That's why I'm in it. I know that's why many people are in it. And I commend them to be in education, no matter who you are. But they need to, they need to understand that they can't belittle our teachers. They can't belittle the educational system. Come in and help us. Ask us questions. That's why we're here. I'm always asking questions how we can better the system, how we can, you know, and it's about the kids. And for corporate leaders out there, I would challenge you to get involved locally. Get involved with your local school. Literally, you can walk into a school yeah. locally, whatever school it is, and say, how can I be a part of this? How can I get my employees to mentor your kids? It's a simple process. You get some fingerprints done. You go in one afternoon, one morning, one whatever. Yeah. Principals will work with you. And this is our biggest thing. This is what we started in the Carpenter School District is work ready for us. We have a person, his name is Dr. Mike Barton, who was over achievement. Now he's, he has the Department of Work and College ready. So we, we recognize that we want our kids work ready. We already know that they're going to be what? But Mike Barton, he is all over the work and ready, work and college ready. We're recognizing that we need to get our kids work ready. Yeah. We're tired of hearing college, college, college. When again, but here here's I have three hundred and twenty thousand employees at the Clark County School District. They're students. That, that the car dealership, the de- depot, that whoever, business partners out there, the casinos, whoever, those are their workforce. Yeah. Come in and help us. These are your kids that are going to help build a better community. And use your products and, and buy from you. Yes. It's insane. The shoe companies, the, the clothing companies, you need to start coming in. You deserve to come in. Nobody needs anything else that you yeah. deserve. Yeah. Deserve to come in and impact kids. Yeah. In fact, your future, uh, your future employees and your future. We can't just give stuff away. We have to show the kid that if they work for it, they get something. Yeah, and and they're too busy. Some of these parents, we give them something and they don't work for it. You have to show value. Martin Luther King always said, "We were designed to work hard." Yeah, and we need to show that to all parents. Yeah, you got to get them back working. Got to get them back because then they feel better about themselves. Believe me, they don't feel better themselves. Give the government time. I guarantee you. 
because apparently they just get used to it and it gets called numb. And numb is a feeling. It is a feeling. And we need to stop that. And and we, oh yeah, we, because it hurts. And it makes, it's, it, you know, the, the social emotional intelligence. So two biggest things that I got out of this trip and you being here. Number one is for you to, um, you know, fall through with commitments. And number two is to build the leadership. Build yourself, build your leaders. Um, and I, I believe that within like our organization, nobody gets to be nobody gets to be an employee or a teacher unless you've gone through a white belt. It's our first training, two day training, all right? Second one, you wanna be management, go through our white and red. You wanna be a partner, let's get you through our black belt. It's it's, it's like twelve days of training, like super not sim- it's simple. Not easy necessarily. You want to, if somebody's ego is there, yeah. oh, they'll get, they'll and, get yeah, and, you, and you gave me your book, and what was that book? I, I would say, because I know you got a book. Yeah, it's, no, it's called GPS for Life. Yeah. So a lot of people just don't know how to get from where they're at to where they want to go in life. So we created the 20, 20 different units to be able to create those results. And this is what I tell the kids when they write, when I went with them yesterday, motivated and mastery, is when you're writing, I tell them to write this stuff down. Mm-hmm. That's the roadmap to their success. Yeah. Because if you're not, most of us have a business, what, plan, and we write it down, and we follow it usually. Most people just go, oh, I'm just going to go. Well, that's not the GPS, ladies and gentlemen. You need, you need the compass to get where you need. You need to write it down. Because I told the kids, if seeing is believing, then believing is what? Seeing. People need, I need to see it, and most people do. Like 73% of the people are very visual. Yeah. And they don't teach that at school. Yeah. They're just, and these are things we need to start changing. Can't be afraid to change. Can't be afraid of failure, because lives matter. Lives matter. I matter. You matter. That's what I want to finish on. Those lives matter. Yeah. You guys, here's my challenge for you. Be the best version of yourself. Go out there and learn something new. Push your something, push yourself in a way of something new that maybe scares you and become your best self. Check out Significance Breed Success. Go to danielpeter.com and please subscribe, like, share whenever you want to. We would love to have you a part of our family. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.